Hey everyone, welcome to Intuitive Vibes Narc Survival 101, dedicated to survivors of abuse. It's your girl Erica here. Um, I know it's been a long time since I've actually just uh, did a podcast on its own without uh, sharing any of my content that I usually place up on YouTube. Life has been super busy and I wanted to make sure that I covered all my bases and all the different angles on each side so I'm um, actually doing this straight direct forward right on the podcast and um, I just wanted to make this clip about um, well we, we know that I discuss a lot of different things when it boils down to narcissism and toxic relationships and things to that effect and I wanted to take some time to to do this this clip direct um, for people who you know may not have the opportunity to watch on YouTube or watch on Facebook and have the visuals but of course you have people who listen to podcasts and you know when they're driving cooking cleaning what have you I wanted to really make sure that I am present on every single platform I have but just in case just in case you can uh, catch my lives. I have every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have lives on YouTube at uh, Intuitive Vibes, Narc Survival 101. It streams live on YouTube and Facebook simultaneously. Same name, Intuitive Vibes, Narc Survival 101. And um, you can also catch, you know, other forms of content on YouTube that I put up, you know, on a daily basis on a weekly basis, but I am going to try to get more into uh, being more present on the podcast as well. So why don't we just get into it? So today's clip uh, is going to basically talk about, I'm going to go a little over what I went over in my uh, live yesterday um, with regards to the narcissist and their new supply. Um, I wanted to touch this subject because I get a lot of inquiries from different people who email me or who message me. And um, a lot of their concern is with the narcissist, the manipulator, um, and the, the new supply. You know, the new supply being the, the new person that they, uh, they managed to really tear you apart for. The uh, like it, it could be a new person, or it can be you know anything. It could be uh, substance abuse. It could be, you know, for um, toxic family, toxic friends, toxic lifestyles. And what I want people to understand, because I know that when people go through these motions, especially after a discard, it you know it it seems as if. The narcissist is really living their life like they're living it to the fullest. They seem so happy. And, you know, it, it, the victim tends to internalize these behaviors in that they, they, they blame themselves for why the narcissist left, why the narcissist was, well, during the course of the relationship, why they were so abusive. They, uh, they blame themselves and kind of take it as, you know, I must have been doing something wrong. I must have been doing something wrong. What was I doing or what was I not doing that 
I pushed this person away. Well, the fact of the matter is, you you didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, I, I don't say that lightly. You didn't do anything wrong. What we have to understand about people of this nature is they are inherently miserable people. And I can't... I, I can't stress that enough. Um, it's it's more something to do with them, something to do within them, within their traumas. And oftentimes, people who have relationships with toxic people, with manipulators, with narcissists, hell, even sociopaths or even possibly psychopaths, people tend to blame themselves for the behaviors. And the reason that is, the narcissist, the toxic person managed to make the victim believe that, you know, they deflect. So when they do things that are wrong and they know they're wrong and they know that they're going to catch some form of hell for it, or maybe not hell, maybe just kind of, you're just like, you know, I, I, we got to talk about this because this just doesn't seem right. They are always going to deflect because a narcissist they don't believe in taking accountability. And if, if you find a narcissist that actually takes accountability, please let me know because I don't know of anyone who spends their time and their lives manipulating and hurting people and just being completely selfish and self-serving and self-seeking. Where, where along those lines do they uh, actually take accountability for their actions? They really don't. So, you know, if you were in a relationship with someone of this nature, and I say nature because narcissism is just like, it's 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 a way of thinking, it's a way of being, it's a way of behaving, it's it's just, it's it's an action, you know? It's, it's something that the behaviors will pinpoint the personality disorder. If you've had a relationship with someone of this caliber, you are definitely one who has been in for the ride of your life. And we're not talking in a positive aspect. We're talking in a very deep, dark-rooted, emotional roller coaster where it's it has its highs, it has its lows. And I'm pretty sure that even being in a dynamic with someone like this, you probably thought at one point they're bipolar. You know, maybe this person is bipolar and that's that whole Jekyll and Hyde uh, personality. It's that, you know, they're, they're, they're good one day and that's their high and then they're completely like savages the next. That's their lows. So, and there's nothing wrong with bipolar people. If, you know, if you suffer bipolar disorder, please don't come for me because there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But at least with people who have bipolar disorder and acknowledge that they have this, uh, this disorder, you know... Uh, a lot of people get help for that and it's not something that they would you know just kind of take lightly but people who are of narcissistic nature they they they're basically they're not looking at it from others perspectives they won't look at it from your perspective they won't say all right let me think about what this person is saying yeah i guess so i guess some of my behaviors and some of the things that i'm doing um okay I'll consider it and I'll try to work on it the next time. I'll try to work on myself. No, they, they, they don't think of it that way. They think of it as you're the one with the problem. 
you have a problem with my quote unquote strong personality. You can't handle my personality. You can't handle my mouth. You can't handle who I am because I don't take any guff. I don't take any crap from people. And the fact of the matter is they are the ones who create the crap and the guff. And they're the ones who project onto the victim their their trauma because that's really what that is it's trauma it's it's everything that they've projected onto you was projected onto them it was passed on to them and it was passed on to them by someone it could be their caregivers it could be their mom it could be their dad it could be both it was passed on to them by the narcissist in their life and if you've gone through my other clips, if you've gone through my videos on YouTube, if you've gone through my content in general, you know that narcissists are, well, one, they are created. They're not born that way. Two, the behaviors that they've learned, they learn from the abuser that was in their life. And three, they do not identify with their afflictions they identify with the abuser who caused those those afflictions so it's like you know they're they're kind of like a if you've ever seen the austin powers movies they're kind of like a mini me they're the mini version when they're children up until they're adults of the narcissist that was in their life and another factor narcissists are a form of codependence and codependence because you can be codependent and be a non-narcissist you can i've i've suffered for many years i suffered codependency and but the difference is is that i'm an empathetic codependent i well i was i was an i'm i'm still empathetic <laughs> i'm still empathetic but i was a codependent and I had to take accountability for my actions in my own life too, being a codependent. So if you do suffer codependency or if you, you know, you think you may be suffering codependency, I would strongly advise that you definitely, um, there is a clip on the podcast as well as on my YouTube uh, in regards to attachment styles. Check out your attachment style. It's important. That is so extremely important because once you learn what your attachment style is and you configure where you land, you know, attachment styles, you can be uh, insecure, attachment style, uh, insecure, preoccupied, which is a form, you know, the codependence, um, avoidant attachment style, which are the, you know, emotionally unavailable people. And you have um, dismissive avoidant which is, you know, again, emotionally unavailable and just it's kind of like a tug of war, but it's just that you dismiss any forms of emotions and any kind of connections that may want to come into your life. And you have uh, unorganized or disorganized, I believe, uh, attachment style, you know, and then you have secured, which a lot of people, you have a lot of people who have secured attachment styles. And that clearly is the goal. That's the goal. That's the kind of attachment style everybody wants to kind of go for. Because that's the type of attachment style that is just like, you know what? I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm good. I'm set. I'm secure. I'm secure with my emotions. I have balance in my life. 
I am, you know, very confident. I'm not egotistical. I'm not conceited. I, you know, I enjoy just, you know, just, just having a good steady life. And, you know, I, I had parents that were very connected with me, you know, so that's, that's definitely the goal is secured attachment style. And I tell a lot of my viewers, my subscribers, and of course, people that I coach, I tell them to take those tests. They have tests online. They have tests where you can test yourself to figure out what type of attachment style you have. And there is nothing wrong with, of course, coming to terms because that's, you know, accountability is a very big word that a lot of people don't like to uh, like to use, but a lot of people need to. And, you know, you can always get help. You can always work on things. You can work on yourself. You can never, you know, I don't understand how some people can say, oh, well, you know, I've done all of the work. I'm good. You know, evolution, evolving, it's a continuous thing. You don't stop evolving in life. You just, you just keep getting better and better and you learn more along the way and you, and you just, you know, continuously work on yourself. But I have that tendency to get away from the subject and I do that. I think I have ADD. I don't know. But um, yeah, talking about the new supply, you know, you have to understand something when it boils down to a narcissist. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can explain this in a way that it just it, it stays. It stays. I stay focused and I stay present. But when it boils down to the new supply, a lot of the victims have a hard time believing that the the dynamic between a narcissist and the new supply is not genuine. And they have a hard time believing that the dynamic that they have with the new supply is not truthful, not filled with love. It's It's not anything remotely close to being genuine to being uh you know perfection it's 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 nowhere near that it's simply the new supply was the or is the replacement you know a narcissist is is a siphon they are very they're hard very very hard to please people you know and and i think that's like on account of of all the trauma and the void that they have within themselves so you know, you could picture uh, filling up your car, but if you have a, you know, a leaking tank or, you know, your tank has a hole in it, you, know, you just keep filling it up and it keeps draining because there's a hole in it. That's pretty much what a narcissist is. You can give a narcissist your all. You can give them 85% in a relationship, 90% in a relationship, but there's always that 10% that always just piques their interest. And it's like, I'm getting 90%, but this 10% over here looks good, you know? And it's always that 10% that is the reason why they end up trying to come back to Hoover you because it's, you know, they, they had everything with you, but then they end up dealing with someone else. And a lot of the time when they attempt to do a Hoover on a victim and that the victim should decide that they're going to reject them or just want nothing to do with the narcissist, um, you know, they'll either try to gain as much new supply including the new supply that they they left the victim for or they'll they, you know they may end up settling because if you know as times go by and 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 you know we get older 
It's it's not as uh, easy as it used to be for some people. So, you know, often the victims think that, well, they've been with the new supply for however long and, you know, they seem like they're happy and look, they're online and they're doing this and that and they're showing off their relationship and they're putting up pictures and it's just, it seems so lovey-dovey and and I'm over here hurting and, and they must really be in love and who knows, you know, the, the, the narcissist probably changed for that person. No, 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 it's, it's not true. It is not true. You also got to think about how it started between you and that person, how everything started, okay? How it, you know, not every narcissist, because if you're familiar with love bombing, not every narcissist love bombs, not every single one of them does that, guys. They will gain your trust. Yes, they will um, show a side of them that makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel good about having that connection with them. Yes, but not every single narcissist is just going to be at your doorstep with flowers and candies and teddy bears and balloons and constantly, you know, constantly stroking your ego and and let's face facts guys we all have egos okay we do have egos but you know narcissists tend to just go a little bit further with it but um not every single person is or narcissist i should say is going to be like that narcissist you have a lot of different types you have different types different subtypes you have you know, different behaviors, different things. It's it's not always going to be the same. But victims tend to look at the next dynamic that they have with the new person and think to themselves, you know, because it looks so perfect and because they look so happy and the other person is kind of, in a way, helping the narcissist pour salt on the wound, the victim is thinking to themselves, Maybe this was all my fault. Maybe, you know, maybe they left me because I wasn't providing for them or I wasn't giving to them or I wasn't, you know, I wasn't being the the person that they needed or I wasn't doing enough. Now, the fact was you were doing enough. You were doing probably more than enough, more than what was necessary. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, they, they these are the type of people that do, well, one, they get bored easily. They really do. If especially if they feel that all of the you know the gaslighting and the manipulation everything that they were doing to keep you stuck in that dynamic and and make you feel like feel like crap feel like nothing just feel down and and make you feel like every single bad behavior that they had demonstrated every everything they had done was your fault you know they if you if you hadn't pissed me off I wouldn't have cheated on you or if you hadn't done this I wouldn't have done that you know that's that's just blaming that's blame shifting and and deflection that's all that is and the fact is the new dynamic everything that they're doing they are pretty much putting salt on your wounds they're putting salt on your wounds they are you know posing for the world showing the world that they're finally happy they met their soulmates and you know they are or they're living the life the single life enjoying life no more toxicity you know in the big 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 letters that they uh they put out there but the fact of the matter is is that they 
manage to convince other people because what a narcissist will do is they already know when they're going to do a discard now let's go back some more they know that they are going to do a discard because they're always waiting for the shoe to drop and by that i mean they're always waiting to see when you are going to discard them because see this is the thing they know their behaviors are wrong they know their behaviors are crap they know they're treating you like crap they know they are just being mean to you or being rude to you or just you know everything that they're doing they know that the behaviors are affecting you and at some point they're expecting you to you know just kind of come at them and say you know what this isn't working out i can't do this anymore you know but when that day doesn't come it's pretty much like okay this is no longer a challenge for me because now i was you know i was able to do all of this treat this person like you know like whatever and they're still here and it's it's just like uh it's no longer a challenge I want something new. I want something exciting. I want something that's gonna, you know. And that's when they come to the conclusion and they know that they're going to end things with the other person. Now it's just a matter of setting things up. And by setting things up, I mean they will convince other people, all right, whether it be their friends, your friends, relatives, uh, people who are fully and well aware of your relationship. They're going to convince these people that you are the one who's toxic. You're the one who, you know, they were constantly arguing with, you know, you, 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 you were constantly starting fights or you were constantly doing things that they couldn't understand why, you know, it's just so many different scenarios that they can give people and everything they had done to you in your relationship, they pretty much just flipped the script they flipped the script and they painted you to be the toxic perpetrator while they were being the good, loyal, loving, caring, sweet, you know, the victim. They were the victim. They, they Narcissists love to victimize themselves. And what makes it more difficult for the victims is when this is all going on and by this i mean when they're with their new supply when they're with the other person when they're with these other people and they are it's like you know you were just with them like a couple of weeks ago or even a month ago you know you guys were just in love and you were happy and everything and then the discard came and hit you like a ton of bricks and you're trying so hard to save face and you're trying so hard not to let anybody know that you're hurting and that you're you're feeling this pain the narcissist is pretty much just exploiting and they are just like yeah you know i'm finally free or i'm finally happy and you notice that people are congratulating them or people are like oh it's so good to see you happy it's so good to see that you're doing well and and everything is going well for you it's because the narcissist already groomed these people so the minute they had decided that they were going to discard you was the minute they decided that they got to set everything in motion and that final discard was the finality of it all Unfortunately, a lot of victims, no matter how many times you do tell them, um, they don't really believe that it's it's not real. It really is not real. But because of the fact that sometimes the narcissist um, 
ends up being with the new supply longer than expected. It's like there is no time frame, guys. There really is no time frame. A narcissist can be with a new supply five months. They could be with them five minutes. They can be with them 10 years. But regardless, if you were with, you know, a narcissist, whether it be a couple of months to a couple of years, you know, you got to remember that these people, they don't change their behaviors. They don't change their ways. They change the victims. They change their stories. They basically just continuously go through people and they don't stop. They don't stop. And I, I, you know, I tell a lot of my, uh, my, I I can call them clients. I tell them all the time, they did you a favor. They did you a favor. They not only showed you who they are, what they're capable of. They not only showed you that they are completely delusional people, they are completely abusive, but they also showed you what you deserve and you deserve so much better. And you think about it, you have been given 85, 90% into a relationship to someone who still ended up hurting you, gaslighting you, verbally abusing you, emotionally abusing you, psychologically abusing you, all for them to go run to that so-called 15% that looks so good, it looks so edible and so shiny and brand new. You gave 85% to that person and they did all that. Imagine if you were giving 85, 90% to someone who was matching you, who was matching your energy, who was matching everything that you were contributing. And we're talking about someone who either may have, who knows, maybe had been a previous victim turned survivor and they did the work and they're still they're still evolving, but they're they're trying to build with someone or someone of a secure attachment who can appreciate, you know, a good person, a dedicated person, a loyal person. I've learned that, you know, being loyal to a narcissist is, it's, it's just, you, you could be loyal to them, but their, their, their loyalty still lies with themselves. They're, they're entitled. And even though some of them may not show that side of themselves, well, you know, I'm entitled to have what I want. I'm entitled to these things. Even though they may not flat out come and say it to you, to your face. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm, an, I'm entitled to have, you know, X, Y, and Z. Listen, it shows in their actions. It shows in their actions. Sometimes you don't need someone to say it for, you know, for you to know. It does show in their actions. And when it boils down to that new supply, guys, that new person or the people that they get involved with or what what have you. It is such an illusion. It really is an illusion. And that person who is making that relationship seem perfect, publicly, everything seems perfect. That person doesn't know what they're in store for. They really don't know what they're in store for. And let's face facts. The chances of that person being of secure attachment 
probably slim to none because people of secure attachment, when they start to notice red flags or if they start to notice certain behaviors because narcissists like to kind of um, subliminally, you could say, covertly, you know, incept their behaviors, their bad behaviors, their abusive behaviors, people of secure attachment you you got to understand that these types of people will not put up with stuff like that. They really won't do that. They'll just be like, oh, no, you can go and screw yourself because I'm not dealing with that, okay? I had a secure childhood with my mom and my dad, and I'm perfectly okay, and my dad taught me and my mom taught me how to live life and, and how to have you know everything on an even keel, and I will not let you knock me off my rocker with your nonsense. More than likely, that other person... Because a narcissist has to be able to read someone. They have to be able to get to know the person. More than likely that other person would come of, you know, from a codependent, a codependent background. And if not a codependent background, um, a very insecure type of background. So regardless, you know, you got to just bear this in mind, whether that narcissist deals with the new supply for a short period or a long period of time it trust me when i say this it is nowhere near perfect it is nowhere near being one big happy family being uh you know the the perfect the 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 perfect type of relationship no relationship is perfect and if people are you know are uh posing perfect relationships you know online social media what have you they are really it's it's just it's not real it's not real you can have genuine relationships but there is nothing perfect in this world nothing so you know if you if you have gone through a discard if you are going through one or if you are just trying to configure because depending on where you are with your healing depending on where you are with the discard itself um just keep that in mind that no it is so not true they are not genuinely happy and they have not changed for the next person they have done or they are doing to the next person what they have done to you and they are grooming that next person to dislike you all right everything that the narcissist put you through everything the narcissist has done to you said to you they are telling that person that it was you who did it to them and that that is kind of why it seems like that other person is rubbing in it a little too much like hey you know you're just mad because I got him or I got her and now you can't handle that he's finally or she's finally happy and they've met someone and you know we're 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 a happy couple and I've I've trust me I've been guilty of that guys I've been guilty of making a relationship seem like it was perfect and we were completely happy and the fact of the matter was though we had some good times the fact of the matter was I was trying too hard because the reality is is that there was just something there that was kind of showing me that we weren't but I was just too busy being in denial about it so please do not think that for a second you know the that other person is better than you and you know, you, you did everything wrong and that's why you're not in the relationship with a narcissist. I like to think of it as 
divine intervention. You know, it's it's just when when a higher you know your higher power, mine is God, but when your higher power is trying to keep you away from something that could potentially kill you, destroy you, destroy everything, you know, whatever little bit of hope you have left, I strongly strongly believe that you know, God's going to always find a way to to break up what is just not good for you. It's not good for you. It's not healthy. And, you know, just just keep this in mind. The discard phase is a very hurtful one. It's a very hard one. And it may seem as if you, 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 you may feel as if you just, you won't be able to get through it. But trust in me. Trust me when I say you will get through it. You will get through it. You just need some time and you need to be separated from this person or these people. You need to be separated because you need to get back into your logical state. You have to, you're thinking with your heart. So it's now time to start thinking with your brain and your brain is going to point out all of the logic for you. And when it points out all of the logic for you, you'll start to see things more clearly. You'll start to understand things better and you will start to you know, put all the pieces together and that's actually going to help you with moving forward. So I just, I, I wanted to just do, um, I wanted to do this clip, you know, for you guys, cause I don't want to leave my podcast out. I, I love, I love doing my videos on YouTube. I love doing, uh, you know, the lives, the weekly lives. We have a weekly live every Tuesday guys, 8 PM Eastern standard time on my YouTube channel. I will put the link to my YouTube channel in the description box of the uh, the episode. So if you want to come and check it out, I would be more than glad to have you there. And, you know, if you want to share it with anyone, maybe anyone, you know, you think may need help or just, just may need some kind of guidance, I would be more than glad to have them there. You know, we're, we're, we're very, we're a nice sized community and we help different people who, who come in and and just want answers and you know just just need someone to talk to. So I hope that today's clip I'm going to probably I'm going to try to do it as often as I can. Um and it just it works for me because I bought a microphone. So <laughs> it makes it easier to do my podcast now. Um I'm going to try to do it as often as I can because I want to make sure again all my bases are covered. So I do hope that this um this little this little session uh helped you guys and you know if you do have any questions or if you have um if you know someone who has questions and like I said who needs guidance you can uh reach me you can reach me at well you can email me at intuitive.vibes1111 at gmail.com um you can also catch me on instagram intuitive.empath83 at well intuitive.empath83 on G on uh, Instagram. And um, yeah, you know, send me a message if you just, you know, have some questions or if you, like I said, if you know someone who may have questions and they may need some help, a little guidance, that's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. And I just, I hope that, uh, I hope this message gets through to whomever needed to hear it. Okay. And I hope that it just, it helps you all. I hope you guys you know, just get through the motions. You'll get through it. Have faith in yourself. Trust me when I say you will get through it. All right. So guys, thank you so much for 
joining me today and uh, hopefully I'll be back uh, before the end of the week and uh, put up some more good stuff for you guys. In the meantime, check out the other clips, check out the videos, check out all the good stuff. We got a lot of good stuff going on. And um, until next time, guys. Namaste.